This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 525, recorded on March 3rd, 2022. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorites tech gadgets that find their way in your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a dry... Mike, I mean, it's been a while since we've had some rain, but I, I go outside and it just feels like we're in a desert. Everything's brown. If anyone started a fire, the whole state would burn down. The grass no. is like crunchy, but it's dead, bad. you know? Yeah. 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 This is the driest I've ever seen it here. And it's just kind of nasty. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to some rain kind of this weekend. To to uh, I think we got some rain and some snow coming here, but uh, yeah, it's just been super dry. Marv, of course, down in you're in Orlando, right? In the Orlando Fort Lauderdale. Area. Fort Lauderdale. It's close. It's all flat. But it's it's our fall here. Our leaves are turning brown. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then it just goes right back to summer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Of course, uh, we'll post the show with some show notes, and tonight that'll be important. Uh, uh, Marv's going to talk about some of his, his new stuff that he's been doing. We'll, of course, include those links in the show, not, show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us now Saturdays, noon central for the premiere. So we'll we'll put this as in a premiere mode on YouTube again on Saturday. If you want to watch it again, jump in the chat room, get some chat going. It's always kind of fun to do that. I'm uh, I'm always watching the last hour cigar authority while I'm chatting with you guys and doing that. And it's just a fun thing to do. So if you want to, if you haven't been out to the site yet, go out to the average guy.tv slash YouTube. That'll take you right to the page. And that's available noon Saturdays. And uh, we'll premiere. We've been doing that as well. And then just a programming note, if you've been subscribed and you may not even know this, but if you've been subscribed to home gadget geeks through Podomatic, that was uh, the original back, you know, 10, 10 plus years ago, we started on Podomatic. And this week, uh, I had gone, I had done, you know, you do some of those trial. you guys will appreciate this. You do these trial versions of things or, you know, they offered a special discounted rate and, you know, like $5 for a $50 service. You want to take it? And I said, yes. And then I didn't last year, I didn't cancel it. So they charged it $120 this time, right? And I was like, oh, and they wouldn't refund it last year. And so I took my credit card off the, the um, you know, off as, off the record and said, okay, at least they won't charge my credit card, right? And then should have sent a note of, to flag myself to downgrade the account, and I didn't. So they charged it again, even though it wasn't on record. Yeah, a little sketchy. So I contacted is, them. Yeah. Yeah, a little sketchy, right, on that one. Even so. I contacted them and they're like, oh, it's well within our policy. To, we warned you and you didn't. And I said, no, I don't think that's going to work that way. And we went back and forth. I was super nice to them on the emails. I would, I was always, always end the email with thank you for the refund type thing, you know, <laughs> just being, you know, just kind of being that way. And in the end, they said, uh, uh, no, we're not going to give you your money back. So I said, that's fine. I'll just dispute the credit. I just dispute it on my credit card. And yeah. I'm sure that I, they, that my credit card immediately credited. They've it's, it's in a dispute mode. Okay. All that being said, one, if you have these subscriptions, it's, this is probably the time of the year to make sure that you know what you're doing and you've got yeah, them tracked in some. some way. Right. Type thing. 
because it's just, it's one of those things I should have left myself a reminder. I I've heard from several listeners who've said that every time they set up one of those, they also set up a calendar reminder to cancel that mm-hmm. type deal. So it's just a good, I'm terrible at that. Um, but it's just too bad. So if you're on Podomatic, you might not know it, but it, you, you check your feed because you would have gotten in before this one, you would have got a note from me saying, get off of pod, uh, Podomatic because we're, we're moving. So I just don't want it to stop on you. I'm going to keep it around for a couple of weeks or so. And then we're talking about, uh, we're talking about changing your podcast tonight, uh, with Marv, but, uh, if it just stops, I don't want it to stop on you. So just make sure it's, you're subscribed to the regular feed that's out there. And if you have any questions, send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv and never, ever use Podomatic ever <laughs> under no circumstances. Are you ever allowed, uh, to use them again? Uh, mentioned his name a couple times. Marv B is with us tonight, uh, coming back in brand new podcast. Marv, welcome back. Good to have you on home gadget geeks guys. Thank you for having me. Sorry that we are two months behind. No, <laughs> no. We beyond before. Yeah, no, and some family, some family issues, which you've taken care of, and that's 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 great. We, uh, you know, um, but just good to kind of have you back. Um, catch us up. Last time we we had you on, you were doing Pod Nuts Pro, yes, podcast, uh, uh, and then you've changed that. Talk a little bit about some of the changes that you've made to the podcast. Yeah, so basically, Pod Nuts Pro had been around for several years. I had been hosting it for five years, and. There was a couple of things that it was time for a change. One, I was tired of trying to explain to people, what is PodNuts Pro? <laughs> and uh, the people that were deep in the trenches with the podcast when it started were fine. But I was trying to do things, grow the podcast, monetize the podcast, um, do some other things with branding. And so I was stuck with that that name and I was stuck with the network that it was a part of. And not that they were doing anything bad or wrong, but it was, I always had to go through them to get things done. So I'm like, you know what? I I think I've got the the handle on this stuff. So I wanted to break away, do it myself. So I rebranded. It's basically the same show, um, but I've just changed the name. It's now called the IT Business Podcast. And we still do the same thing. We, We talk to other techs. We talk to business owners. We talk to vendors in the channel. And we share stories and tips. And our goal is to help people run their IT business better, smarter, and faster. Mm -hmm. But we're also trying to have it appeal to all IT professionals. So, you know, a lot of the shows tended to focus on, you know, high-end business or MSPs, the managed service sector. But I also wanted to appeal to solo technicians and techs that were working in a corporate space. So a lot of the things that we do are really the same. We might have a different twist on the tools, but for those of us that are doing business support, we're all trying to manage an active directory network and group policy stuff and protect our customers from ransomware and make sure they're backed up properly. So we're all doing most of the same thing. So why not just talk to everybody? What I love about you've been doing too is that, um, so I listened to the last one, right? Your, your latest episode just came out last night with the last night, the one last about, night, yes. yeah. So you had, um, an attorney on now, is that a normal co-host for you? Yes. Okay. Okay. So he, he's an attorney. He did a fantastic job describing essentially number one, 
MSAs, your, your, your master level service agreement, and then your SOWs, your statements of work and how those connect and how you can make sure that, you know, our clients reading them. Does it matter if they read the MSA? Can you just <laughs> post it? Do they need to sign it? Um, all of those questions. And then you really dove deep into the fiduciary duty uh, rule being applied to MSPs, which I thought was fascinating. And I think even though I'm an attorney and I was fascinated from the attorney angle, I, what I love about what you did is from an, I, I put myself kind of in the IT person's mind who is not a lawyer, not trying to think about that, but this is something they really need to know, right? This is something that's very important to them. And even if they don't manage that for their team, maybe they have a legal team um, or maybe they're a small business and they are their own legal team, right? They are doing their own agreements. Um, it's things that are outside the realm of the normal day-to-day -day for IT people, but that are extremely, extremely relevant and important. So I really like kind of that angle of, yes, it's still IT. That's geared towards anyone in this industry. Um, even at my business, if it was one of our IT people, people listening, I guarantee the next time they see the uh, in-house counsel, like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I heard about this. How are we doing that? Like, is that actually okay? Is Are we doing it the right way? Can we change the way we do it? So I, I love that angle that you take. Well, it's one of those angles that most techs don't think about, especially if you're just starting out and say, Hey, I'm doing this on the side. No big deal. I start supporting businesses. What if something happens? Right. You know, you lose their data or they do get ransomware. They can come after you. But the bigger thing is a lot of times they'll take templates of agreements that they find online mm -hmm. and I'll just, you know, cut and paste my stuff into it. Well, it may not be specific enough to you or your state. And even yeah. your city, because a lot of times cities have different rules and stuff. And if you're dealing with medical, there's the HIPAA laws that come yep. into play. Banks have their FINRA laws. Um, law lawyers all have their stuff that deal around discovery and how yeah. they're supposed to maintain court records. There's so many things out there when it comes to business. So what I'm trying to do is say, look, I'm not just going to talk tech with you. I'm going to talk business stuff with you, too. Yeah. You know, your attorney, your accountant. A lot of techs don't deal with accountants. We have an accountant that comes on. Uh, we're going to have a couple of city officials on that talk about the, why you have to have a city license or an occupational license if you rent a building. Because if a client comes and drops off a computer and slips on your premise, you're responsible. Not the landlord, you. So all things we need to think of. It reminds me of like a local chapter that you would join um, for whatever industry you're in and you would all gather and you'd have a presenter that speaks on a different topic, all related, but maybe not directly what you're doing that helps you with every angle of your business, right? Because I loved the way that you guys talked about um, the your, your MSA. So if you're an MSP or if you're an IT and you have agreements with your customers, historically, those have been creatures of contract, right? They're, it's contract law. Is it in the contract or is it not? If I put it in the contract and I said I'm going to do it, that's what I'm held to. And the line you guys went down was we're getting really close to having this other duty, this fiduciary duty, where even if it's not in the contract, should you have noticed something and did you have an obligation to tell them about it, mm -hmm. right? Is kind of the idea. And so you're starting to get into this, this area where you can have a very well-intentioned MSP, um, who is, who thinks they're doing the best and they're abiding by their contracts and they think they're following all the rules, but unbeknownst to them. And now it's, I think your guys' point was, it's not this way yet, but it could be going this way is they could have an obligation to their client that they didn't even 
put on paper and that they didn't realize. So yeah, I just, I think those things are so important and so critical. And I think a lot of people, cause I run into this in the financial advisor business, financial advisors are great at being advisors, but they are accidental business owners. Meaning like they, they run this little firm and they're a great financial advisor, but they've never run a business. They're in this by accident. Like they're the head of this firm now. And especially as they start to grow it and they get employees and now they have an I, they have IT systems in there and they have all these extra things. They grew it from them just being a financial advisor to So I was kind of equating it to the industry I'm in and it's very similar. And I would love it if someone had a podcast like yours for, for the financial services industry, right? Because I think there's a lot of good stuff that comes with just overall business um, ownership and what it means in all different areas. Yep. It's a, a big thing to have and hopefully others will, you know, join and, and do that for you. Maybe, maybe yeah. you can do it. There you go. Well, I, I love your rebranding too. Cause that just, that really does tell me, um, I'll admit I was in that crowd. I didn't know what Podnets pro, uh, what you guys <laughs> right. covered or anything like that. So when you rebranded was when I kind of like, Oh, okay. IT business podcast. I, I love IT, even though it's not my day to day. And and that was kind of an intro. I knew right what it was from the branding. Um, so I, I love your branding switch. It's, it's very clear, relevant. The homepage kind of tells exactly what it is, jumps right into it. Really easy to navigate. Actually, I listened directly on your website um, on my phone. It was just, it's easy to find the link, click through. And, and I was actually watching the YouTube video, but I know that the audio is right below it. So yeah. your branding and website was super slick, super easy to use. Yep. That's another thing I wanted to work on was making it so that people, you know, can find the podcast, can listen. And, you know, we're on most of the podcatchers, not all, but most. Yeah. Um, and making it to where if you go search now, you know, I've still got to get through my, you know, Google authority and, you know, rankings back up there because they're all gone. Um, but being able to search for either Uncle Marv or IT business podcasts should get you there. Yeah. Well, I, I've always taken that for granted, you know, being with Jim, Jim, you know, I, I forget that he does like teaching podcasts on the weekends on one of those podcasts. Cause what I, it's all about, can I find it and can I listen to it in the format I want to in an easily accessible place? And so for you guys, you guys both kind of do it the same way on your post. There's the video, there's the speaker audio or whatever audio, you know, version underneath it's in every single podcatcher. You can get it anywhere, right? Like just, it's where I want, how I want it. Sometimes I want to watch the video. Sometimes I'm in the car. I just want to listen to audio doesn't matter right you guys but both both the way you guys do it makes it easy to to digest and to to what's the word i'm looking for to uh consume, to consume. thank I you to consume that. that's the word i'm looking for yeah. yep and that was a tip i learned from jim and dave you know have a website you yeah. know when people <laughs> ask you where's your podcast well if you go to apple and you do the mm-hmm. search you, no well, just itbusinesspodcast.com 100%. Marv, did you keep all the the back episodes? So if someone was subscribed, did it just change over for them or? So, yes. Yeah, so I did uh, import, I think I got the last hundred episodes. I mm, couldn't get gotcha. all of them, Yeah, yeah but yeah. they're still on the original Podnuts Pro site. So yeah. that is still up and running. Yep. So people will find it. And if you listen to the last three or four of those episodes, I'm telling you, you can find it here so people can switch over, but good, good. I've made it. So I still have the podnutspro.com domain that redirects to it business podcast. So hopefully if people go and click that link, they'll be redirected to the new link and go from there. I from noticed a, you kept, Oh, go, sorry. go ahead. No, go I was ahead. Like, I noticed you kept the numbering continuing on from 
the Podnuts Pro numbering. So yes. this was episode 380 something. Was there any rationale behind that? I, I have my own theory of why you did it, but was there any rationale to it? It was, again, the podcast, you know, you know, structurally mm-hmm. didn't change. Um, so I thought, you know what, why make people think I'm starting over a hundred percent? I still have the previous episodes there. So I just kept the numbers and I don't know that numbers matter anyway. It lends credibility. I'll say like when I, you know, so for me, I wasn't a past listener, but you know, when, when Jim was talking about you and rebrand, I'm like, Oh, okay. That, that, that's, that sounds really cool. Went out and checked it out. Seeing the number be in the hundreds. I'm like, Oh, this guy is, he knows his stuff. He's been around, he's done it. This is going to be credible. This is going to be a well-polished machine. Sure enough. It was. Um, whereas I, not that I would have not listened if it was episode number one, uh, but it just, it, it affects things. And I think even for sponsors and for people who want, you know, historic track record, those sort of things, if you're trying to monetize it and grow it, I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I expected to see episode number one back in January. It was like 380 something. That's interesting. And of course I had to scroll back. I'm like, okay, that's where Podnuts pro left off. And right. it was interesting. Yeah. I, I liked that decision. I think it was a, it was a good choice. Jim, when you've rebranded, have you kept the number? Have you reset your numbers? Like, because Home yeah. Gadget Geeks used to be um, Home Tech. Home Tech, thank you. Yeah, and Home Tech. Did yeah, you the reset h- the numbers? Hundred and some we changed. Oh, uh, kept no, it. kept them the same. Kept yep. them the same. Okay. So five twenty five goes all the way back. You can in the I think that even the short numbering is HT in those days. So HT zero zero one takes you mm-hmm. back to the very first episode. If you want to go do that, but no, uh, Marvin, and I spent a bunch of time talking about this rebranding yep. and how you should go about doing it and just some ideas. And so Marv, I'm, I'm glad you got through it successfully. It looks like it worked. Everything is up and running and, and are you getting any feedback from your audience and what kind of feedback are you getting? So I, I initially looked for feedback before I did it. I wanted to make sure, Hey guys, I'm thinking about doing this. I had a, a core group of listeners that, uh, I had kind of taken under my wing. Anytime I wanted to do something big, I reached out to this group first. And of course they were all like, oh yeah, sounds great. Fantastic. They love the new direction. And then after I made the change, I even got more from other people that noticed it and said, oh, this is much better. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good. And then what, what are some topics coming up? Like, what do you have? What do you, what do you got on the docket? What are you hoping to cover here in, in future episodes? Well, I mentioned an accountant. Um, we have a lady in our industry that's specializes in doing books for IT companies. So she's going to come on. It's probably going to be in a month or so, but we're going to have uh, a few different shows on tips on how to set up your books, uh, how to get through tax season, all of those types of things. So we're going to do some mini series with some of those people. Bradley Gross couldn't do it this year because he's, he's doing so much traveling, but we're going to have, you know, a legal series at some point down the road. We're going to have the, the money series with the accountants. Tomorrow, I'm actually doing a recording with a lady from a firm called Defendify, and that is a company that does cybersecurity training. Hmm. So they help businesses and IT companies to educate employees, and they've got vulnerability testing that you can do for their website and their IP addresses on their firewalls. They will provide end-user training, uh, phishing attack simulations, They put out posters and videos for employees, and it tracks whether or not the employee actually watched the video so that a office manager or HR person can go back and say, okay, you're not keeping up with your training and (laughs) that sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are are, uh, the immediate shows we've got coming up. 
we're probably going to be doing once a month where we'll do a group meeting and I'll have either two or three other techs and we're just going to share stories. Uh, the, the show before this one was with the guy, Matt Rainey, who runs a company out in Louisiana and we just shared stories, you know, Hey, here's what, you know, is happening with our customers. Uh, he talked about, um, <laughs> two things that he's run across is, uh, one is people in outlook, keep hitting the archive button and somehow archiving mail. So we found a registry edit that blocks them from hitting that archive button. And he found, and this has been around for a while, but it's just something that if you don't do it, you don't know it. Um, when people are getting some of these Windows 10 updates and the computer restarts, it's asking them to sign in with a Microsoft local, uh, account mm -hmm. instead of a local account. Mm -hmm. So there's a group policy setting or a registry hack to block that. So we talked mm -hmm. about things like that. Mm, it's, and that's not necessarily yeah. business. That can be for anybody that doesn't no, want any, to. Uh, yeah, well, any small, medium-sized business that, I mean, these are these are struggles. You've got a smaller IT group. You've got, you know, you might have, you might have hired an MSP to to do all that work for you, right? Or to to do most of it, to do the heavy lifting. And there's just so many changes happening very, very quickly. Uh, you know, ransomware has just become a... <laughs> just a huge issue, right? And where we kind of used to make fun of people who would get a virus or whatever, it's serious business now. And one of those kinds of things can wipe you out, right? Yep. I mean, if you, right? So it's it's just not the, I mean, listen, when we had Melissa and some of those other viruses, you know, 10 years ago, whatever they were. Well, ha, 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 ha. I mean, yeah, some of them, but man, it's serious business today, right? Do you, do you have to deal with that very much in, in what you're doing? Do you have some of your folks that have gotten ransomware or gotten? Yeah, it's, gotten, it's huge. Don't, now. don't mention any of them by name to protect the, uh, to protect the guilty. Well, but. yeah. So luckily I haven't had any recently, but I did have a law firm that got hit twice and it was before ransomware really got big in the last three to four years. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of still new. And luckily, we had backups in a way that once we detected the ransomware, and even it was, I think one was three or four hours later before we realized what was going on, mm. but we simply had them all logged off. We found the offending machine, cleaned it up, and were able to restore mm. their files from the previous you know, four hours that were missing. So it wasn't horrible, but it's, it's just getting bad to where it's, it's unintentional. When it happens, you know, people are doing it by accident and that ransom people have gotten so smart and how they've crafted them. And so I have a lot of law firms that work in real estate and the title companies are having a huge thing with people sending an email that looks legit saying, hey, when you send the next payment, can you make sure it goes to this account? Mm -hmm. And this bank here's here's the bank information. Here's all that. And, I, you know, I've got uh, a couple of people that the offend, the other side has sent money mm. to the wrong account. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's getting quite hard yeah. to deal with. It's listen, I'm deleting legitimate emails <laughs> because Dang. I'm like, yeah, no, it, that's not a and it was <laughs> it was legitimate, you know, and just because I'm not trusting anything, I, I, I kind of if. I get things via email. It was, it kind of goes back to the Podmatic thing. I think that probably came in and I thought it was, they were warning me like, Hey, your payment's coming up. And I was just clearing, 
you know, I was just clearing email out and I probably, uh, I probably deleted it. So I've gone the opposite way where I have a problem. I get so much of it and I delete so much of it. I am sure I'm deleting legitimate emails yeah. in the process. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a real deal. We, we alluded to this in the beginning of the show, but Marv, from, from an IT business standpoint, uh, do, do you get that sense that we're back? Like we're back. <laughs> it's full speed, right? I mean, are you, are you there yet? Or do you think we're getting close? Well, we're not full speed, but I think people are trying to be full speed, whether it's in a hybrid mode where some people are going to work remote permanently but a lot of my companies are trying to mix and match. So they're trying to make, you know, most of their staff come in the office, even if it's on a staggered schedule or alternating days. Um, but they are trying to say, look, we got to We got to get cranking again. So that is ramping up now that the mask mandates are supposedly dropping everywhere, <laughs> even though they're not um, people are, you know, going out and about in a much more aggressive way. So they're expecting things to be done and handled. And, you know, by golly, if my computer's not working, I need you to hit or fix it, mask or no mask. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I just get this. I, I was in the office today and we're still maybe 20, 25% um, are coming in. So it's still pretty light. But I just get that feeling from a work perspective. And Mike, you know, you contacted me the other day and you're like, dude, things are busy. I mean, it's, this is for me, it just feels like it's 2019 again. And we are, I, cause it was nuts, right? Right before the pandemic started. Are you getting Mike? Are you getting that feeling? You sensing that too? Just hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. And I think a lot of companies who have been historically, you know, waiting for people to come back. Um, I, I, you know, one person I was talking to, they said, okay, so companies are in this weird predicament where they don't allow work from home and everyone's like, oh, well, there are companies around that do. So they leave for that. But then there's also too much away from the office. You kind of just lose that connection to employees a little bit. And then leaving is a lot easier for people. So jumping around, they don't have that deep connection to the people they work with and the culture. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. We, we came back pretty early from ours. Um, but then we actually, you know, the past few months we are doing, we went back to the mask mandate with Omaha, the way they did it. Uh, it's, it's been interesting, but our IT department has been rock stars uh they actually got the biggest round of applause at the last quarterly meeting just because all through the pandemic and now they are just johnny on the spot because when everyone went away our company's a big you know we say we're a technology company first and even though we're in financial services uh and we kind of lived up to that because we didn't really skip a beat going away and it's because our it department even though they're small they are just dynamite they're responsive you know you you get a response to your ticket within a few minutes. Um, and so they, they did a really, really good job. And I think with everyone coming back to the office, um, they've actually been relieved because it's a lot easier than having to remote in uh, to everyone's different homes and everything yeah. like that. So they, they've, I think, enjoy ever having everyone back. Tony uh, says my wife's company decided that they didn't need an office. And I think this has happened to a few yeah. during the pandemic and sold it. Everyone's 100% virtual. And, um, you know, I think even though, you know, I was in the office, it's 25%. Let's just say we have about 25 to 50%. We are busier than we've ever been. So people are figured out home or at work is irrelevant. The hybrid work, whatever we're doing is we're back to full speed, maybe more with hybrid. 
right? And so I, I, I it's just it's it's crazy. I, mean, I remember how it felt in 2020 as it slowed down. I didn't. I had to speed some things up to create more media for folks. And then that we had a little lull, right? That that fall and spring, fall of 2020 and spring of 2021 kind of felt reasonable mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time for me, anyways. And then it's just been slowly, slowly cranking up. Marv, do you feel like in your own work, do you feel like are you are you feeling that pickup in what you're doing? Yeah, there's a pickup. Um now IT wise for me, it didn't change much. Most of what I do is remote. So that didn't affect me. What did affect me is what Mike alluded to earlier, having to support people in different places. Yeah. So employees on the go working at home and they decide, oh, this laptop isn't working. I need to switch over to this one. If you've got them set up with a secure VPN with, you know, client side software, you got to reinstall it on a new machine. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it got a little tricky there for a while. We've got customers that um, are trying to work remotely, but, the principals of the office may not feel that they can be on top of their employees. So we've installed mm. a lot more employee monitoring systems mm. so that employ, you know, mm. employers can look and see, okay, yeah, I saw that you logged in remotely, but are you actually working? Yeah. Yeah. Productivity tracking, not, not employee monitoring. That's yeah, a little but, spooky, but productivity yeah. tracking, that's so the same thing, right? Sounds, yeah. a, sounds a little bit better. And then uh, the other part of that is as companies are trying to ramp back up, some of them didn't do anything for a couple of years. So now they've got to play catch up and they want to, you know, do the upgrades that they didn't do before. And it's tight, you know, inventory is not really there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well that, yeah. Now, like I, I issued, I got issued a brand new laptop in February of 2020. So I came back from London. My current laptop wasn't working very well. They gave me a new one. In fact, it was so new when we, when, you know, we were kind of sent home that first time I tried to log in, it wouldn't log in. And I had to go in to, you know, I had to physically go in masked up. And that was, you know, that was weird in those days, right? Cause it was, we were just starting to do it. They had to reset some things. So, but then you think, well, that laptop's now two years old. Like mm. all of a sudden it's two years old. We had been on a two-year cycle. I think they're going to go to three because of this, because of the supply chain issues. Mm. But even if I wanted a new laptop right now, I'm probably waiting three to six months maybe to get one, right? I would I would suggest waiting because prices are up. Um, right. I've got a client that's trying to move into a new building. And, you know, they went through the whole lumber deal where, you know, prices were up 200 300% yeah, for yeah. that. And so they got hit with those things. My cable guy, you know, went to go in and install new cabling for them and he couldn't find cable cat six cable for right. the longest time. Yeah. Uh, really? And he, yeah. And then wow. when he did, you know, they used to be, I forget what the price he said was, but you know, yeah, it was this price. And, you know, I actually found the cat six cable for him online for like 150 bucks, you know, a box. And I think that was double the price of what he quoted. So yeah. it was, you know, yeah. trying to adjust for all of that as well. Co- Copper's a real deal. I was at, at Menards, oh, this was a couple of weeks ago now, but they have a big sign that says, guys, copper prices is four times what it was. Just be patient with us, you know? And you just, and it was almost like the service manager for the electrical area had just gotten frustrated with people yelling at him about how expensive things were. And that all happened when I was doing wiring here. Now, fortunately, I didn't, you know, I created a 
generator connect for the house so that I can hook my generator up on the outside and then run the power on the inside. Fortunately, I didn't have to run a ton of wiring for that, right? The components, the plugs and, you know, even, um, well, no, even like uh, uh, 12.2 or 14.2 wiring, even that's double what it was before. You know, you go get a spool, double, triple um, uh, the price. So it's, I, I think, Marv, to your point, we're as we're starting to think if, if we have companies now saying, okay, come back, it's not as easy as just coming back into the office because you've got old equipment. You may have equipment that hasn't been signed into in a year or two. That's yep. fall, that's fallen off the network, right? It hasn't been signed into. It hasn't shown up on my dashboard for, you know, <laughs> 400 days. Um, people that are, there's still Windows 7 machines out there because they had pushed back Windows 7 um, to Windows 10 upgrade so long. So now they've got Windows 7 machines. I just went to go install Office 365, you know, a new version on one of those. Couldn't install it. No, it's it's going to be weird because it's this weird two-year window where like we were, it's it's a bu- almost a bubble in itself where you're in it. And then there's like almost a time dilation field. You go back into the office and it doesn't feel like in some ways it's been two years because the two years was so different. Right. And then you're like, but you know what? It's been two years and and computer years. That's a, it's a very long time in computer years, patches, updates, right. Some of those kinds of things in, in even remembering in some cases, and I know, you know, this in the small to medium sized business space, you might've had a technician that was relying on knowledge of the way things worked in the building, like that never got documented or whatever. And that technician's net either gone or even if they're still there, they're like, I, I honestly don't remember yeah, what we Because they didn't write it down. No documentation. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Which, oh, how did I do this? Yeah. Like, I, I document remember. as I document as much as possible. Actually, I had a I've had two things in the last week where uh, an office manager <laughs> asked me if I had documentation on a Mac that was shipped back from their office to New York. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> why, why would I have that? And, but we did. Oh, and really? For, yeah, we, we had it because, um, cause I was the one that picked it up and then had it taken to the UPS store. So we actually had that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good on, and then good another on one, keeping that. another one, we subcontract for a company and, they called me to say, hey, we need to go out and have the Comcast modem restarted because they're having wonky internet. Well, when I did, their entire network went down and they thought the Comcast was just their backup and they had AT&T Ethernet as their primary. And I said, well, no, you don't. And so the guy's like, oh, well, do you have our AT&T circuit information so we can put in a ticket? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I would, I would yeah. have your information. So, um. I don't, I don't, I actually don't. Yeah. We've just, there's going to be some memory things, you know, stuff has been allowed to sit for a while yep. and, and, you know, with the turnover being so high, uh, Brian says in the chat, he says, I do appreciate more of the natural hybrid approaches that yep. have been happening when companies go back to in person. It certainly isn't like it was before, um, 2020. And I think, Mike, uh, Cars has done a pretty, uh, I think, a really good job of this of just making sure everybody has what they need right in that area, right? First, I would yes, a hundred percent. Like for example, yesterday, uh, Emmett had been sick all night, so he stayed home, and I just worked from home. And 
like before you had to like justify this, right? Like, mm-hmm. sorry, I got to work from home. I will be working, you know, all this stuff. And if you need me, this, it's just like, no one asked. I just, you know, team someone. So they knew, yeah. like, Hey, I'm, I'm home yeah. today. Kids home. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, and then they pinged me as usual. It was just like any other day of work. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. I love that. I, to Brian's point, companies understand now that it works. People are working. Um, I'm actually, I'm not a fan of the productivity trackers. I don't know. That's just <laughs> like, for me, I, I should, I feel like managers need to have a better finger on the pulse. If work is getting done, not done if it's quality or not quality. And if it is getting done and if it's quality, I could care less how you did it. And when you did it, um, I understand that things come up. If you, you know, took four hours in the middle of the day to go to a kid's soccer game. And then, you know, you got your work done from 10 to 12. Cause that's when you're really productive at night go for it. You know, that's, that's kind of my thing. Um, and so I, as far as I know, I don't have any productivity tracking on my computer. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I agree with Brian completely natural now. And I think most companies are that way. If they're requiring people to come back, they're more understanding of the work from home needs. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it, it's, it's the new reality. And, you know, yeah. it, just yesterday, um, my, my oldest came over, he just changed jobs. So he'd been working in a, uh, you know, in a, in a garage, you know, at a place that fixes cars, he's, he manages that. And then he changed to a, he's now working kind of, you know, in a staffing, uh, a company. And it was funny where he came over and he was logging into my network and then trying to get it into his VPN. And this is the first time he'd been away from his network to get into the VPN. And then, so he's doing dual factor with his phone and it's not working. And so we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get that and troubleshoot it. And it was just, it was interesting. And, and Marv to, to your point from earlier, um, it's, he's brand new to VPNs and he's brand new to this kind of space. And so, uh, you know, as <laughs> I became his tech support there, helping him just kind of like, Hey, so have you thought about this? Maybe you need to take your phone off the network that it's on. Cause he attaches to my network when he gets over here on his phone. Maybe that's not good. Maybe take that off. And eventually mm. we got them all set up and got them on his VPN. So, and I thought, Phil, this is good that you figured this out now because now you can move around a little bit and be a little bit more flexible and know Mm -hmm. how to get all those things attached. But Marv, I mean, that's VPNs have, I I am sure there have been some pretty big changes just in infrastructure and the way things work and VPN companies getting their software. They're, they're more relied on today than they ever have been, right? They are. And they, now the, the double-sided sword of that is people have now seen commercials get your own personal VPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. people are buying their own and then having it conflict with the companies that they're trying to connect to and trying to, you know, educate people that, well, you can't use that VPN when you're using this VPN. Yeah. You know, when you go to Starbucks, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard technology to explain. Yeah. Well, ironically, we probably, the average consumer probably needs a VPN less, their own VPN less than they've ever needed it before because of a lot of security that's built into a lot of the stuff that they have. It's not a bad idea to have one, right? Yeah, but, but that's not what point. they're getting from the commercials. No, right, I mean, no, right on. <laughs> no, right, no, I'm, they're hearing all It's on the TV. Danger. It must be yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. They're here. And, and, and the VPN companies have gotten very savvy in that space, right? They are, they are doing a nice job of promoting themselves yeah. in that. Private internet access. I'll just say that PIA has just been, they're one of the first they've stayed. They don't log. Uh, if, if anyone's looking for like a true, just secure VPN that has 
been tried and true for since the beginning of time. PIA private internet yeah. access is a good yeah. one. Um, oh, they actually, didn't get into this race, right? Like there's this race yeah. of advertising, getting people right. on free PIA right. is not free. Uh, it's, but it's not expensive either, but it's just, they're, they're not selling your stuff. And, uh, I like them. We, I've actually just um, been using for the last two years, the bit defender stuff that, you know, I bought the bit defender box and, and then the, you know, the VPNs 30 bucks a year or whatever. It's worked great. Uh, when I need it, I can get it on any desktop. I can get it on my phone. It's worked out pretty well. I don't use it probably as much anymore. You know, I just not as concerned anymore, but maybe I should. So, um, good, good reminder. Marv, anything? Well, let me say this, anything else, but congratulations on getting all of that. Listen, it's no small task to get to rebrand a podcast and to kind of keep it intact, to keep your listeners intact to do all those things. So we do wish you the best of luck as folks come over. I, you know, the reason I wanted to celebrate this with you is because I think my audience is a perfect audience for you. Like this is, this is exactly, most of my listeners are it business people. So if you haven't subscribed to it, you know, head out, um, it business podcast, super easy to remember. And it makes sense. It business podcast, uh, uh, com. But Marv. And there was um, a couple of people that had, put some comments in the chat about, you know, networking and active directory and open directory. And those are the types of discussions that we have. And I'm trying to get more of so that, you know, it's not just about the big MSPs or the big IT companies. A lot of us, I started out, you know, on my own. I walked out of my computer store and started working on the road. So I I know Mm -hmm. the process and, you know, Mm -hmm. still here 25 years later and hope to, you know, keep on trekking. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do is give back to the community and help others. And I can still learn. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the last couple of years that I've gotten from listeners mm-hmm. and I've said, Hey, have you thought about this? Thank you very much. Yeah. And, and guests that's, that's, and the, guests. you know, I've tried to quit home gadget geeks. It's like a bad marriage. I've tried to quit <laughs> this at least every six months for Mike. You've heard me. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and I go, I can't quit it because I just learned too much. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, it's so helpful to me. And apparently it's helpful to you because you're still listening at this point, whether you're in your car or you're listening, you're, you're live and you're listening or however you're listening to us, uh, you're still getting something out of it. So you're hanging around. I don't know, there's four or 500 of you that uh, download this every week and, and listen to it. So it's working for me, but Marv, I'm glad you were able to make the jump and, I'd encourage everyone one more time, itbusinesspodcast.com. Go out there, subscribe to it. Give it three to five episodes. See if it's something that you can add into your rotation. Figure out a way to listen to it. I know we're not driving as much anymore, so that gets a little bit harder, but get it in your rotation. And if you don't like it after three to five, check yourself and listen three to five more. (laughs) (laughs) Check yourself. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Well, and we'll we'll continue to have, because Marv's a gadget guy too, so we'll continue to have him. Uh, uh, back. Uh, well, I was going to say before you kick me off. I'm I not. Have, no, you, I want you to stay. You're not oh, okay, going anywhere. Okay. I'm, right. I just was going to close <laughs> had, this had that, segment. Had no. that podcaster sound. No. You know, <laughs> feel. no, you're not going. You're out of here. Closing <laughs> this segment, we were going to talk about something else. But uh, go ahead. Before you said before, I was going to kick you off. Well, because I, I was going to say I've learned from you guys too. So I, you know, I never thought that I would be listening to a gadget show. Mm. I'm just like, that's not me. I'm not, yep. I'm not putting up stuff in my house. My two, right. you know, my two big um, gadget things at the house are my TV and my Roku. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I've added some stuff. I've got Wi-Fi there. I've got a network there. I've got some other stuff. But we purchased a TV. Oh. And I remember you guys a few weeks ago having this TV conversation. We did. And so I did my research. I kind of went back and stuff. And I bought a Samsung Q70A, 75-inch. Is that the QLED? QLED. Oh, man. You went with the Cadillac. Well, and I really wasn't the one that pushed it. My wife pushed it because the TV we had before was only a 55. (laughs) Only. Yeah. (laughs) She thought we needed to go 85. And I'm like, here, I don't think we need to go that big. I I was 65 to 70 was where I was hoping to be. But we got a good price. Yeah, on, that's on it. that's more than wife acceptance factor. That's like wife driving the purchase factor. That's pretty great. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with tech. She's just like, ah, <laughs> there's big TVs. Why don't we have the biggest? <laughs> can she come talk to my wife, please? I think I think we need to get our wives together because I think my wife needs yeah. to. My wow. wife's like, oh no, like my phone works. I'm like, no, it's not big yeah. enough. Like, come on, Marv. So, did you order a big box, big box store? Did you actually? So here's the thing. The funny thing is, we were at uh, BJ's, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of got us all What's on BJ's? this path. BJ's, uh, BJ's is like is, a big box electronics. Store. It's Costco. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, oh, okay. So they had them, and they were they were cheap. Um, and I said, well, we don't want cheap. And we started going through specs, and she's like, well, for a thousand bucks, we can get this. And I'm like, okay. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's check ourselves. Let's, you know, go through. So we went back and did some research and I'm like, QLED is the one I like Samsung's brand. It works with all the stuff. And so she's like, okay, so we got it. Um, we ordered it. So it was a, it was a box store, but through Amazon. Okay. So it took a week to get here because it had to go freight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we finally got it, hooked it up today. Nice. And my wife's like, "Ooh, that's big." <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, "Yes." Oh. So we got everything hooked up, turned it on. The sound is horrible. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Christian like, War- Christian warned you of that when we talked about TVs. He said, well, "You can't you, you can't go with the speaker on the TV. They they sound like they were you know dropped on the ground." Somebody poured water on them. They stomped on them, and then they installed them in the speakers. TV. All about how much air you can move, and there's just not yeah. a lot of air you can move no. in those super thin yeah. new TVs. No. So now tonight, after I finish here, I've got to go on the quest for a sound bar. There you um, go. Which we have a Bose, you know, sound bar from twelve years ago. So it's yeah. the Bose with the with the woofer, but you got it. You have to turn it on if you want to use it. So we're looking for one that automatically. Mm. comes on with the TV, the Samsung models that they recommend, you know, start at 429 and go mm-hmm. up from there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I'll ask the gadget gates uh, about nice. a sound bar. I, yeah. I would, it's another thing of you went all out on the TV. I would say either I, I would go out on sound. I actually okay. think sounds even more important than the picture. People notice sound, you know, picture looks good and size is good, but I wouldn't skimp out. Um, I've been, so I, I do, we're going back to liability early and I'm getting kind of worried about, I manage all the home networks for a lot of our, um, executives at work. And so you go in and help them. And one of them is really big into home theater. And he he actually, I had, you know, Sonos, some people love it. Some people hate it. He has the Sonos. I think it's the beam sound bar, Mm -hmm. one of his TVs. It is 
hands down the best sound bar I've ever heard. If you're going sound bar route, it's fantastic. And the great part about what he did was he started with the sound bar and then he added two wireless Sonos, just small speakers in the back. And so you can add on to it, right? Then it's not just that. You can, and then he can add a woofer. So like he kind of grew his, as he kind of figured out, cause he had just moved into this house, what he wanted. Um, so that was kind of the cool thing about Sonos is you can kind of piece it all together. But um, I have made the mistake of going cheap on sound bars and it was almost no better than the TV, <laughs> right? It's like, you right. can, you can get a $150, $200 sound bar. It's going to sound like a $150 or $200 sound bar. So I don't know if you have that nice of a TV, I'd, I'd, I'd go, I'd go big. Okay, I was so I was looking at another Bose. And Bose got, are going to be fantastic. They've got I the Bose. Those. There's a Bose TV soundbar. They're very basic. It's two seventy nine. Um, I'm thinking, okay, maybe that may be one, but I don't. You know, I'm going to have to either go somewhere and listen to them, or you know, get some experienced people to say, nope, here's what you got to do. Because I've looked at Sonos before. I, you know, you're right. There's that. You know, there's that love hate thing. There is with yeah. them. With Bose, it's usually expensive. Oh, they're too expensive. Right. Yeah. I think Bose is good quality to sound um, performance wise. I think they do really well. Uh, so, so you were saying the big issue with your current one is that they don't turn on at the same time. Right. And that's the whole thing. I mean, it's not that it's a big deal, but it also, I think that the older technology doesn't match up well with the TVs. So, for instance, when we turned ours on, we got that, you know, booming sound, but it still didn't sound great. If that How are they sense. connected? Are you connected via HDMI or optical or optical? Okay. Does it have HDMI in on your soundbar? Um Is well, that's the, option? those aren't a sound bar. So the oh, the bowls oh, that we got were the the two separate speakers. Oh, okay. And the woofer. And okay. there's just a controller module. So does the controller have HDMI or is it just optical? I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. I've never, okay. we've always had it hooked up with the optical. Cause there's, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up the name. I think it's C arc or it's arc, right? There's an audio return channel that can go down and then whatever, there's a, another standard that controls the, the sound bar from the TV. So when you power on the TV, if the TV is sending volume up and volume down commands, it's sending it through the HDMI cable mm-hmm. down and all those connect. So I know that's been a lot of people use HDMI compared to optical because you can send data back. So that would solve your issue of turning it on and off and volume up, volume down and, and all of that just going to the TV. Okay. We saw that. And I just assumed that was a fairly recent technology because I, I never heard that term again. My, my previous TVs from 2010, Okay. No. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's been around for a while. I would say, I think that that technology has been pretty, I mean, I think I got my sound bar, which does all that. It's a Samsung sound bar. It's one of the cheaper ones, but not, not too cheap. Uh, I got that maybe six years ago, seven years ago, and it has all that in it. Okay. Yeah. Marv, go back 524, which was two weeks ago with Christian. You know, we had him on talking about his home theater setup. Once he gets past the TV selection, I think he. I think we spent a bunch of time talking about sound. That's probably we, about the time I tuned out. So. Might have. Been, well, you got okay. You did the right thing. You listened to the TV part. Right. So now go back and and um, and listen for that. You know, just it's probably twenty minutes in. I'm going to say maybe twenty five. Go in and find where we start talking about his AVR. Right. Okay. That's the. That's mm-hmm. kind of the sound setup and. There'll be some things, listen, there's some things in there I didn't understand, but, but work your way through them and it'll make more sense as you, as you get it, look up some things on Amazon, kind of go through those pieces 
But to Mike's point, that's right. You're going to kind of want an HDMI controlled at this point yeah. going. Because you always think like, why would I hook up HDMI through my, like the, the audio? The, yeah. the video is not going. Well, no, no, no. It's for the audio. Yeah. Like that's and for the commands this, that go yeah, back and forth. Right. The sound, and that's, yeah. If you don't want to go that route too on my other TVs, so I'm an NVIDIA Shield user, love the Shield, but I think a lot of the devices out there do this now where your remote for whatever box you're using can also control every single device. So my NVIDIA Shield remote, it sends the IR blast to the TV to turn that on, and it sends an IR blast to my soundbar to turn that on. When I turn volume up and volume down, it IRs to the soundbar. Like, though, it just, it just that one remote. And it's just smart. Like, and I think Apple TV does the same thing. I'm not sure on Roku. Roku, I think, I think Roku does, but I think you can only have a TV and then it controls the Roku. I don't know if it can do both. So, so something else yeah. to go think about. Well, what's weird is this Samsung controller has controlled everything so far. The remote, so, their yeah. remotes are pretty good. Yeah. So it came up yeah. and it went through the setup really quick and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we found these devices. Do you want to okay. use them all? Yeah. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it but it doesn't turn on and off your soundbar, huh? Well, no, and I'm thinking that's because one, either I didn't have it on when we were going through the setup, or two, it's too old. That could be it with that technology. It's possible, possible. or you you just don't have the right connect, you know, the right connectivity. Right, I'll check and see if it's got the HDMI thing in it. Yeah, Yeah. or on that remote, you can even go in and add a sound device, and you can like if it says I don't find one, do you want to add it manually? Say yes, and then because a lot of times it's checking for HDMI. Hey, is there something on HDMI that I can control? And if your device is too old or not connected by HDMI, it might still offer you the availability to do IR, the IR code, you know, the old school. Like if you got an old school universal remote where you right, plug yeah. in the IR the numbers, yeah. So yeah, it'll do that. That's what the NVIDIA Shield does because it doesn't see my soundbar at all, but I just tell it I have one. It's like, oh, what brand? And did, did the volume go up now? Did the volume go up now? And I say, yes. Say, okay, we have the code for it. Here you go. And it works. All right. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> this is like, this is like, that's like, this is the best day ever. Like we did a podcast and then on a T on TVs and then you bought yeah. a TV. That is so great. I'm just, I, I'm telling you though, if you, 75 is big. Yeah. That's, that's really big. Say. That yeah, is big. Yeah. That is big. But the picture. Ooh. That's redesigned the whole living room. Big. How, how far are you from the, how far are you from the TV? We can't get far enough back. I think we're, um, that space is only, I think it's 22 feet. Okay. It's essentially VR goggles now. Yeah. Like it's it's like wearing a set. Uh, yeah, VR it's headset. it's like okay, what happened on this side? I can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's calculus involved. You now. watch You're that like, side, I'll watch this side. You know, it? you tell me yeah. if they score over there, and I'll tell you if they score over <laughs> yeah. here. Picture in picture is like a whole like it's just a TV. It's like a yeah. regular TV. The yeah. picture in picture. Right. Yeah. Well, you've got some. You like I said, go back and listen to the back half of that episode, and Christian talks a little bit about a little bit about sound and then lighting, like. <sighs> Now, you got now that you got, you don't have to do lighting right away, but just you're going to have to kind of think about like, what do I want to do? Christian talks a little bit about the mood lighting and some of those. So there was this thing called ambient mode. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I ain't doing that. (laughs) Because that looked like it would do all of that mood Mm -hmm. changing Mm -hmm. based Mm -hmm. on your, I'm like, oh, that's too much. Yeah, based on what you're watching. And then the other thing you want to think about is do you need backlighting to the TV? I mean, this thing is so big. You might want to put some backlighting behind it that comes on either when the TV's off because it looks cool, or it might be helpful to have some of that lighting on while you're watching it from a visualization perspective. So, well, first we have to figure out, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff. So, we've it's still sitting on our console on our credenza because it came with the feet. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
we've got a big white empty wall behind it that mm-hmm. we can mount it. Yeah. So the wife's like, should we mount it? And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know. So we've got to think about all that. And then of course, if you mount it, you've got to do the thing with the cables coming down. Yep. Uh, yep the yep. lights. Uh, one thing big. at a time, my friend, one yes. thing at a time, just tackle, like, enjoy it. You'll want to calibrate it at some point as well. We talk about that towards the end of the show. You'll want to get it calibrated. So you're getting all the right colors that are, are, are in there, but it's a whole new, you've, you've entered in a whole new world of goodness and, and love and acceptance. So like same advice you gave me, Jim, when I upgrade all the components, my unraid box, I had all this power. Now you're like, just enjoy it. I was trying to add all this stuff. You're like, just, just, just enjoy, enjoy it for it. a bit. <laughs> If just you let it be a project, don't, don't rush, you know, watch some of your favorite, you know, watch some of your favorite shows that, that you, you, you know, cause that's big. Like that is really huge. You're going to, you're going to really enjoy it. So good. You, you did, you did a good job on that one, Marv. Good, good, good right. work. And now you're going to listen. Now you're going to have some, we'll have to have you back in a couple months as you've worked through all these gadget decisions that you're going to have to make with this thing. Well, yeah, right? I got a thousand bucks in accessories to buy now. <laughs> you do yeah yep. you do yeah it's just not the tv anymore like it's mm. not it's like i i bought a tv and now i'm done no you got speakers and lighting yep. and you know all those remote well, saving the saving grace is i have time because we just spent three grand on a fridge so oh did you did you get a smart one or just a just a regular <laughs> does it <laughs> do you want to hear the story for yeah oh heck yeah <laughs> what'd you get so when we bought our house and we walked around and did everything. We got into the kitchen and the fridge was tall. And we thought, holy cow, we have a huge fridge. And it was a GE monogram. So it was a counter depth fridge. Mm. But when you open it up, it's almost a normal fridge. The top 12 inches were just all motor. Mm. Oh, Okay, but yep. it was built. It was a. It was one of those built-in yep. fridges, so yep. the uh, yep. the cabinets were custom built around it. And we thought, well, we'll you know get it checked out at some point. And so now here we are in year eight of the home, and it just decides to die. And it died late on a Thursday, and we have people coming to visit for the weekends. We mm. got to get a fridge. Yeah. Do you have a backup fridge at all, or is it this the so, only fridge in the house? Well, we have a fridge in the garage, but it was full. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, and what's funny is we have a fridge here at the office. So we're carting stuff from the house to the office. <laughs> right. Right. So in the meantime, I get right. on to try to find a, you know, a repair tech and I call GE first and tell them what the fridge is. And they're like, Oh, well that has to be a certified GE tech. We can't just send a regular tech. So this was Thursday night. We won't have a tech available to Wednesday. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, are there any other local companies that you know, you know, that you can recommend? And so she found two. We called them and both of them were like, yeah, we don't work on GE anymore. And we certainly don't work on the GE monograms. <laughs> so Apparently you're not the first person who's called about this. <laughs> yeah. So then it's like, okay, we just got to, you know, if we want a t- uh, fridge. We got to go get one. So I start looking around to see what's available. You can't find any of those fridges in a local store. No, no, no. They're all custom ordered. Yep. Yep. We found a Lowe's that actually had several in the store. Really? So we drove to Lowe's and looked around and we found one that we liked and it was good. It was Bosch. Uh, but all 
the all the fridges that are counter depth and tall, like seventy two inches tall, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're all expensive. Mm-hmm. So we get mm-hmm. that, um, and then so three thousand dollars. Oh yeah, on a fridge. Yeah. Is this like go back to my original question? Is it a smart fridge? Did no? Did you get it's, not, it's just your basic <laughs> big fridge? Oh, um, it's it had it. a it had a water line, but we don't have a lot of water line in our house, and we. Sure. So we didn't hook that right, up. Right. Um, and she didn't, you know, oh, well, we had to go through it. She didn't want a side by side. Right. You know, so we had to get the double doors with the fridge, uh, the freezer on the bottom. Yeah. And we got to get stainless steel and such, you know, certain things. But it, it is smart in the sense where it's got a bunch of internal controls. It actually has temperature controls on the trays for the produce. Oh, nice. Nice. Oh, all of that. Cool. So you can set that's all nice. of that. You yeah. can set it for fruit or vegetables yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, it's got other temperatures. It's got the alarm. It's it's got a bunch of gadgets yeah. that I haven't looked at yet. Yeah. Nice. So was, well, you spent nice. some money lately. <laughs> yeah, this was just not a good <laughs> you just the money's just flowing out of there. Yeah. Uh, well, it's I the reason I ask is because I just saw this new fridge where they've put weight sensors on the bottom of the fridge, so the feet are also weight sensors now. And so there's a there's a camera or there's something on top of the fridge, and when you pull an item out, it recognizes what item you've pulled out, mm. and then like so you pull out the milk, and because we've always wondered like how, how does it know when you've run out of milk? Like, right. Well, it yeah. weighs it. So it knows its weight. When you pull it out, it senses that it says, oh, that's the milk. You pour the milk, you put it back in. It's it, you know, it, it does the diff and then goes, you have this much milk left or whatever that's on there. And so, you know, it was just one of those like, oh, we're getting because this this was gimmicky when it first started. But I think now we're getting pretty close to. That weird Amazon awareness, you know, you go to an Amazon store and you can just take stuff off the shelf and walk mm-hmm. out, right? Mm-hmm. I think some of that technology is making its way into the fridges uh, and with the weight kind of creepy stuff. Like, there's some, this this may actually work. I was skeptical when they first came out with these fridges, but I think now the smart fridges may actually work and then be able to build your shopping list for you, basically. Like, hey, you're going to need these things. In my case, and in yours too, we actually need that technology in all of our fridges because if you have it in one and you have a second fridge that you're keeping extra stuff in, you want to know that stuff is there, right? You need to. So that gets really expensive, and I think that was like a five thousand dollar. The the that one I was looking at was like a five thousand dollar fridge. Yeah, I didn't so. want to get that smart. I, I no, don't. I don't want no. people knowing what I. What I, I can be dumb. I can be dumb for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Kind of uh, yeah. So it was asked in the chat, what seems to be the most reliable brands? It's funny. We, so when I did my research now I had to start, let me, let me go back. So this wasn't the first big appliance purchase. We had to do a dishwasher about six months ago and I ended up going with Bosch and Bosch right now seems to be consistently at the top. So if there's a top five list, you know, three of the top five are Bosch. And we wanted quiet when it came to dishwashing. Bosch was the quietest. And so that's what we went with because I'm at the, I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't need cheap. I want it to last. And if I've got to spend extra money so that it lasts, let's do that. So that's what we did. And we did the same with the fridge. 
and we looked at all the other ones out there. You know, we looked at, you know, we did look at GE because that's what we were used to. We looked at Whirlpool and we looked at some of the others, but the, the reviews just weren't that good. And uh, Brian also said he usually looks at consumer reports. I used to use consumer reports religiously, but you know, then they got to the point where I'm like, I don't need to buy it. The reviews were getting shorter and shorter. And I'm like, you know, I can go on Amazon or some of these other places and get just as good a reviews from, from real users, you know, kind of like with computers, you know, we want people that really use this stuff to, to tell us what they're like. So we, again, went with Bosch. It, uh, that particular model, if I don't know it right off the top of my head, but it had, you know, 4.8 stars, yeah. Um, above all the others. So yeah, they make pretty good tools. They've come on in the tool space recently and then they're, they're making pretty good tools. Yeah. Know? They do but good work. Folks love DeWalt and some of those other Milwaukee and some of those other brands, but I, I just picked up, a. um, you mean Ryobi's not in your top real listen depends. Like I bought a black and Decker drill for 20 bucks at, at, uh, at, um, Ace hardware. That was just one of those deals. That thing has just been a champ. Like, and that's, you know, Black & Decker is definitely the bottom of the of the food chain for these kinds of things. But for what I use it for and how often I use it, for 20 bucks, good enough, right? The it's funny part business. about tools is, though, is you got to be very careful what, but you got to do all your research for the very first tool you buy nowadays yeah. Yeah. because of battery right. compatibility, right? Because no, no, right? Right you're not, you're right not going to mix. You're right not going to get a Milwaukee. Oh, no, I don't mind the DeWalt. I'm not going to get... You know, Craftsman because they're on sale. No, I started with yeah. DeWalt and now I have to stick with DeWalt yeah. because those batteries yeah. are expensive and it better work for all of my devices. Ecosystem. Yeah. And they've it gotten is, really expensive on the batteries. Insanely it insanely expensive. Is, yeah, they did a good job of building that ecosystem out. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's, it's shaving mind, shaving uh, handles and you're buying the blades. And you're paying for the razors yep. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we, we're in the market too. We're trying to get all new appliances. We've been saying that for a year. Um, but yeah, Bosch has been at the top of our list. Maytag Whirlpool are, are kind of some of our, our favorites. I've seen, you know, if I, if they haven't a, a TV brand, they haven't been good. Samsung, LG, those ones I haven't been as impressed with. Um, and I've had friends who have had them and just the, they, they're great at first and they're really good and they have a lot of features, but the lasting part is, uh, what's been going on. Really? Samsung's not, Samsung's been my go-to. Really? Yeah. You we, like them? We, we, for appliances? Oh, not, not appliances. No, no, no. no. For, yeah. I'm, I, I'm saying if they if if the if you're looking at a like a like a tea or a fridge and that brand also has TVs, usually oh, that, yeah. their fridges aren't that great. No, Samsung I, on the on the TVs, I think they are the some of the best out there. Okay. Right now. Yeah, I yeah. If, if when I see a Samsung in another appliance, I'm like, no, nah, that's not what they're good at. Exa- that's <laughs> that's exactly my point. That's a much better way to say what okay. I was trying to say. Yeah, stick so like, with your strengths, my friend. Stick with your strengths. LG, yeah. Samsung, <laughs> stay with uh, what you're good at. Well, we we did buy a Samsung range, and it's been pretty good. I mean, good? I, did buy, I did buy the extended warranty on it, but yeah. the just 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 cause, right? You know, it's yeah. one of those kinds of things. But yeah, it's been pretty good. It's, okay, it's you know, it's a flat top. I freaking had glass flat top yeah. kind of thing. We, it, you know, for the last two years, we've cooked on it just about every night. I mean, we use the heck out of that thing. So that's good to know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's hit or miss, but I, I love your, um, I love your tip on Bosch. They seem to be doing more in that space. Hopefully, you know, sometimes those companies come out with some really good quality and then they get greedy mm-hmm. and then they start producing really bad stuff. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I love this brand. And then it's awful. You know, and, and yeah. so hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll stick. Well, you know, um, usually what happens is that. they follow that BMW model where, yeah. you know, in the beginning they're good 
and they're yeah. expensive and people know it, but then it's like, well, we want to appeal to the masses. So let's, let's yeah. water it down just enough. And then you got to water it down too much. And now BMW just doesn't have the same yeah. you know, cachet well, that it did in years past. You're buying a lousy car and it's super expensive to fix, you know, and you're like, okay, this model doesn't work. You know, I don't want to be doing this. So um, super, speaking of well, that, speaking of models, Mike, Ed was asking me the other day, he wanted an update on your truck. So what's, yeah. what's oh. going on with your, uh, with your F-150? Yeah. So no, not an F-150. Oh, that's, that's blasty, Jim. <laughs> it's not an F-150. What is it? Uh, it's a, it's a Chevy. Uh, it's oh, a Silverado. What? Yeah. Yeah. When did this heathen, heathen. I, know. I know. So, so I'll, I'll make this short and sweet. So I think I'm going to disappoint a lot of people because I've been so excited. We've talked about it for a year. I've had a reservation on the F-150 Lightning. Um, Long story short, the Jeep had another issue come up with it. And it was one of those. So I've had this, I had had that Jeep for 13, 14 years, 200,000 miles on it. Um, and it was just, you know, it was just having to have constant issues. And, uh, you know, it came down to the F-150 Lightning. There was just no answers to when my order was going to get called. It could be next week. It could be two years from now. Um, and there was no way to know. And so, you know, I was like, before I put another chunk of money down to fix this Jeep, like, do I, I, I did a lot more research and I just kind of started to look and it's funny. So I, what, everything I loved about the lightning, just total, if I'm going to go for it, all the tech future, all electric, like I was in, I was, I was devoted. Um, I went the polar opposite. So I gave up on the lightning. I said, you know what? The lightning is something like an all electric truck. I can always trade whatever I get in now for that in the future. Get a few years down the road. One of my buddies had been hounding me. He's like, dude, Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Minnesota, where you're doing your driving to visit stuff. We don't have the electrical grid built out yet for this. Like you're going to hate yourself because you're going to, because I know you, he goes, you go to the farm and then you randomly decide you're going to go to Kansas city from the farm and you go up like all of that driving, like go look at a map on where all the plugs are. It's just not ready here. And he, and he was right. Um, so to a very long story short, I said, okay, if we're not going to do the full tech, I want the longest lasting truck. Cause if I drove my Jeep for that long, I want this truck to be the first truck that my kids drive. And my oldest son is five. So we have 11 years until he drives. So I was like, this truck is going to be what he drives. So I said the least amount of tech is possible. I want most featured. I want off-road. I want rugged. I want the least amount of tech. Uh, so what I decided on was a, uh, a 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500 trail boss. Uh, which has the bit that has a factory lift on it, very capable off road. Um, I got it in all black, which is kind of my favorite that sleek, all black Chevy look. You're just shaking your head, Jim. Are you so disappointed? It burns fossil fuels. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Oh, with you. and it burns a lot. It's really <laughs> painful to go to the gas station. I mean, this thing is like, I think I average like 13 or 14 miles per yeah, hour. It's, yeah. uh, but and gas, of course, is getting cheaper every oh, day. Yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I don't I don't cry every time I go to the gas station or anything. Um, I mean, so, we do live in an ethanol state, so it's not as bad. No, it's not. It's not as bad. I mean, Marv, what are you guys paying for? What are you guys paying for gas right now? So I went to BJ's and paid three thirty nine, but oh, the regular prices are up to three eighty nine. Okay. Yeah. So you're. You're about twenty or thirty cents more than we are. Three fifty was kind of what I was seeing today for for us. So typically nationwide, we're a, we're some of the cheapest gas in the U.S. is uh, is in the Midwest here. So Mike, but 
like this is a big shock, man. Like you, you were, you were all in and much like I was on the cyber truck. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of so when'd you pick it up? When'd you pick it up? Uh, so I picked it up, um, February 4th. So it was hard to find. So the way Chevy is right now. So I got a 2022, but it's called a 2022 limited, meaning this is the, a lot of the new stuff, but not the interior upgrades that they made to the 2022 that are coming out. Those Chevy Silverados actually haven't even come out yet. Those are going to come out in the summer. So, um, went with the 2022 limited, which actually isn't bad because the cost was a lot lower because they haven't upgraded all the interior. Um, but the model I went with, I did the, I went with the things that were really important to me. Like, so it has Apple CarPlay, nice. It has a decent size screen. Um, and what's interesting is the chip shortage did affect these. And this is how Chevy handled it. I thought this was interesting. So I got in and we were doing the test drive and I went to hit the, the heated seats button for Hannah. Cause she really likes those. And he's like, Oh, that's not in yet. Even though the buttons there, the heated seats, the chip isn't in. And he said, he said, so, so he was actually, this is right when I got it. He's like, so there's, what? there's two things here, the heated seats and the steering wheel heated, um, the chip shortage. So what they're going to do is we give you a discount on the front end. And then, so first of all, you're saving money. And then also we're doing a quote unquote recall in the summertime when those chips come in, you bring it in, we install the chip and then your, your heated seats work. But I thought that was interesting. I kind of liked that though, where they're just like, Hey, we know things that I don't really care about. And then a full recall and I save money. Um, well, why they, why would they want to let that thing sit somewhere for six months? Exactly. Yeah. For, for heating chips, for heating chips. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, um, this thing, it, it doesn't have lane departure, doesn't have any of that. Like it's a true, that is, I don't know, Mike, (laughs) I'm so dependent on that. It's Uh, so great. Well, see coming from where I was coming from, everything in here is already an upgrade. So I didn't really notice it. Um, no, right on, right on. And it was again, one of these things of like the simpler, the better, you know, cause a good truck can run forever. Yeah. And so I'm like the less things that can break the better, yeah. um, not to get too down a rabbit hole, but for you truck fans out there, everyone knows that the 2019 to 21 Chevy Silverados had an issue with their dynamic fuel system, their DFS system. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it was annoying to people because the trucks had that auto stop where you stop at a light yeah, and the oh, engine shuts off. Thing. I hate that thing. It, and, and most people hate it. But the worst part was that the way that the engine was built the system that would turn those on and off would break. They didn't uh, make it strong enough and it would seize the entire engine up. Yeah. Um, well, they got rid of that. They X the end, which is good and bad. That means that I'm using all eight cylinders all the time. That's why I chug <laughs> through gas because it doesn't shut off certain uh, cylinders yeah. anymore when I'm going down the road. But, but yeah, that's what I went with. It is my new baby. Like Hannah makes fun of me because sometimes I go out and I just open the garage door and just look yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a pretty truck. It's, it's kind of what, yeah, 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 that all black. Nice. I just go sit in it. So yeah, I'm congrats. big fan on on the truck. But yeah, I know I'm going to disappoint some people because I went with less tech. But mm-hmm. hey, Apple CarPlay, I'm just getting used to that. That's amazing. It's like, pretty great. These man. are the simple things that I was missing in life uh, that I didn't know I wanted. But uh, but now that I have, they're they're great. Uh, Marv, you don't have to go out and buy a new car, okay? <laughs> just because we talked about it tonight. <laughs> you don't. Well. <laughs> So that was uh, that was part of the conversation. So I've got a 2012 Jeep, and uh, it's getting close to wife's like getting a new car soon. Yeah, 
I'm like, I'm going to try to squeak another couple of years out of this one. Yeah. That's the way I was for the longest yeah. time. Like I'm keeping this Jeep running. Dude, just, you milked yeah. that thing for a long time. Like, I did. You've had yeah. as long as I've known you. And it was old when I, when you first started podcasting. I got it when I was a senior in high school. I know. So I've had the same car from high school, well, through college, through law school, to my first two jobs. Yeah. It's been my friend. That's, that's awesome. Well, good for you. Congratulations on the new 2022 Silverado. Thanks. That's pretty great. Uh, it, I, you're yeah. gonna love it. I mean, it's just it's so nice getting a new car. And you know the it the uh, the the Subaru, my legacy, still only has six thousand miles on it. <laughs> like, How long have you had it? Uh, I got I bought it in May. <laughs> so wow. like, yeah. Yeah, I've got 1600 already on mine and it came with 12. So <laughs> I have, well, we have been driving the credits and we take it down to the farm because yeah. I love to rip through the field oh, of this yeah. thing. Really My father-in-law was making fun of me because I'm like, dude, I got, uh, I got zero to 60 through your back cornfield. Mm-hmm. And he just laughed. I'm like, Hey, I didn't have a truck when I was a kid. I didn't do, get to do all the stupid stuff when I was young. So I'm making up for it now as an adult. I'm getting to do all the fun, right on. you know, fun with the truck things you do no right right on i mean yeah. it's just it's just super fun uh, listen i have to change my oil now more for time than i do for distance <laughs> you know it's like eh, it's six months i should probably change the oil so now you're gonna love it it's uh, uh super great and it's just kind of nice to get that it, it in your case it was starting to break down probably more than yeah you it too it was right? yep. and that, at that point that becomes i've um you know we we I bought that legacy to replace the Honda, but the Honda has been sitting. Sammy has really no need to drive it at this point. So I've been driving it every other day. So I kind of switch between the hybrid on one day and the legacy on another. And it's okay. I've got the, I've got the um, Honda all wired up to have, it's got Amazon CarPlay in it. And so it's, I mean, it can do exactly the same. It doesn't have, um, it doesn't have the uh, Apple CarPlay, but it can do almost everything I needed to do that's comes out of the legacy with CarPlay with Apple CarPlay. So I've just been rotating cars. And if it's not know? spewing fluid everywhere, my Jeep, the, I had to refill my transmission fluid every three oh, to four days. Cause it was, just, yeah. you'd put it in and every, and then I had this big red yeah. spot on my garage floor yeah. from that transmission fluid. And yeah, yeah it was just getting that. Did you trade on. it in? They give you anything for it? They did. They actually give me more than I thought. They and it's for crazy it. yeah. right now. It's crazy. Oh, it is. Yeah. And, yeah. and with yeah. Hannah, like they're like, okay, do either of you work in the health system? I'm like, well, she does. He's like, oh, do you mind her being the primary on the account? I'm like, no. <laughs> and so she jokes me now. My wife's like, this is my truck, not your truck. <laughs> who's the primary on it? Who got us the big discount? And who got more on trade in for being in the medical system? Mm. So yeah, they were uh, they were doing a pretty good pretty good deal on it. I it, just a quick funny story. I actually blew the tire out during the test drive. We don't know what we hit. We oh. didn't even know we hit anything. We heard we thought it was a rock. We pull back in, and also we hear and had the truck starting to like sink like this <laughs> and he's like oh let me get this thing back to service before we're riding on rims and he whips it around and he nice. comes back and he's like well now you're buying it and i'm like well okay <laughs> he was joking uh he's like no we'll get a new tire on it if you really want nice yeah nice well the couple uh tony tony says his friend uh bought a highlander uh and a remote start from the fob is a fee uh, yeah the remote listen the remote start Wait, on my legacy the in the is, app fee? is a fee yeah, the well, the app's remote, so the app's a fee, yeah, but from the, the key fob, um, that's surprising. I'm yeah. loving the app. I've been traveling a lot again, and I'll get off the plane and start the truck from the app. Like I'll be deboarding. Yeah. I'll just yeah. start that car. It's nice and warm by the time I get to the garage. It's ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting used to that. Marv, you don't see these kinds of temps. I mean, to you, like 45 is cold. But we've been seeing we we that polar vortex came through and. 
you know, it was like zero with negative 20 wind chills. Yeah, yeah. It's cold. Super nice to have that, to have that. Do you ever, well, you don't have a remote start on, because you have an older car, so you don't, you definitely. No, I do. Actually, I have it do on you? my FOB. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, my my yeah. Jeep was loaded, so I got the remote start on the FOB. And pretty handy. You don't nice. need you, you live in Florida. You don't Well, need it's, it's. You it's just it. it's just cool to go. <laughs> it is kind of cool. They, they, they do it to cool it down, not to heat it up. Yeah, right? that would be true. Yeah, start the that AC. Yeah, 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 exactly. Is it a Wrangler? No, it's a Grand Cherokee. Oh, nice. I love the Grand Cherokees. I had an old 93 Cherokee that I, I drove in high school with my dad's old one. I loved that Jeep more than anything in the world. It was so sad. We actually donated it to the summer camp I worked at. That thing is still running, doing mm. camp duty, driving up and down outside, hauling stuff. I, I love uh, the owner of the camp will send me pictures every once in a while. Like, Your Jeep's still going strong. So I love it. Well, a couple great comments uh, to get us all out of here. Uh, my, uh, Joe says, Mike, I'm only sending you crappy beer. Which <laughs> is that because I went Chevy? Are you, a, are you a Ford guy, Joe? You, you only drink crappy beer anyway. That's true. I'm going to really enjoy this. I'm not complaining. Just make sure so it's bush light. That's perfect. That's bush perfect and Chevy go you. great together. Uh, so, and then uh, Brian said, a lot of dinosaurs. <laughs> Had to die to help get Mike from place to place. So, yeah, I'm I'm not a gleaning uh, example of how Ed, to save the environment. We'll just that's going to cry a little bit. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm not going to. Was lie. he excited Ed about is, the lightning? Yeah. He, well, yeah. I mean, you know, he's a he's a Tesla guy. Yeah. And and so you know he he's he's a big fan of that. Before my show last night with uh, the attorney, he's going through. He just bought a Tesla, mm. and he's he's he said. Today was all about trying to get the electric set up in the house yeah. for his Tesla. And he said yeah. that was a that was the biggest pain. Yeah, you got to get an electrician out and they got to install some things and you got to get the right plugs. And Ed just changed out his plug and he was able to just purchase a new, you know, the new cable and it just plugged right in. So it it, you know, he was he was in good shape. But you have to consider the amperage, you know, if you're in an older home and you have you you, you know, if you got older service, you're probably gonna have to upgrade your well, and yeah. in Florida, we don't have, you know, you know, most of us don't have power in the garage. Right, right. Um, so you, you have to run something. You're yeah. right. The older Florida homes, you know, they, they had 100 amp boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So. And if you're, you're putting a 50 amp service, in some cases, you can put up to 60. Well, you're upgrading your service for sure yeah. at that point. Well, and, and that, that was another reason, to be totally honest. We started to look at the cost. I could, after installation of all the electrical in the home and everything and getting the F-150 Lightning that I wanted, I can get two of the trucks I just got. My truck's yeah. brand new, 12 yeah. miles on it when I bought it. And uh, and and it's not, it's the LT model, so it's not even the cuts. It's, it's a decent trim level too. And I can get two of these for the total cost it was going to, for the investment of the F-150 Lightning. So yeah. like, that's another reason I'm like, eh, I don't know if I like it that much. I don't know if I'm that excited. Mike, there's some Tesla owners, though. I mean, you know, you think of Paul and John and Ed that are, you know, they're going to be disappointed. They were disappointed when I went with a, with a gas vehicle. I know. So, you know, Marv, if you had a choice between if you were buying, you know, say you're, you know, you're thinking about it, you're hoping you get a couple more years. Do you think you'll go EV or do you think you'll, you'll I'm go a, back? I'll go hybrid. Okay. Yeah. I'll go hybrid. I, I do want there to one for, you know, power, you know, just something about gas power, just, and the ability to know that if I got to make a track, I don't want to have to go searching for, 
charging stations. Yeah. 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 That's it. I, I'm in that same boat. I almost went when I decided that I wasn't going to go with the F-150 Lightning. I really was swayed towards the uh, Ford Power Boost because that Power Boost is a hybrid engine and it gets like 28 to 30 miles per gallon, but you don't have to charge it up, but it's, it runs, you know, it switches between the battery and the engine. Um, you get almost a full, you know, generator, quote unquote, on board. You had a full power panel in the back. And I was like, that's a good combination. Like yeah. if Chevy had had a trail boss that had some sort of hybrid in it, I would have really considered it. This one's a 5.3 V8, which is just fun because it's a lot of power and it's loud and fun. Um, but it, yeah, the, the hybrid, I think, is a good way to go. We, yeah. Mike, we are seeing, you know, OPPD, our our power company, is trying to be more EV friendly. And they have been installing par- ch- charging stations around the city of Oh, Omaha. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, like, on early February, early this month, or last month, I guess it is now, they put six new chargers in down in La Vista okay. that are pu- open to the public, right? And so they're trying to be more... They're trying to be more uh, EV friendly um, with that. They actually have a program which is kind of interesting. You can buy shares of their of their um, uh, solar farm, and that share then for every share you buy each month, it'll give you a rebate on your on your electrical bill. And so hmm. you can like the more shares you buy, of course, the larger the rebate. So yeah, you know, you start think like I I bought a hundred dollars share in it, and now that's getting me a dollar sixty one every single month. And you kind of go. Well, that's not very much. Well, but the solar payoffs a ten year payoff today, anyways. So it right. kind of gives me a way. I can do way. it without installing it. Yeah, you know? like I yeah. can buy shares in it and get like, and it's way more this year because they're getting more in it. They're getting more efficient. That rebate's getting more. I started thinking like, I don't know, maybe I need to buy more shares in this. And you don't have to worry like your, those panels don't get. Like if you put them on your house, they've got a life expectancy, and you're replacing yeah. them. Again. You got to clean them clean them they crack well, and it's not like it's not like you're gonna be switching power companies not an right. option right. you're, you're gonna be with obbd as long as you're yeah. in omaha right i so thought that was kind of smart let me that buy is, into, interesting let me buy into the shares yeah. of this and then i'll get a rebate on my so the it's, power it's company's got to be loving all of this right because yeah. now they're getting what the gas you know companies were getting previously like oh sweet yeah pay us to fill up your car right instead so they're probably loving it oh for sure but yeah. they yeah fpl down here in florida they are they so they've basically cornered the market on solar power. Mm. They made it, even though they claim to have this, you know, discount program where you can get free solars. It's not really truly not free. free. Mm. Um, but yet we were driving and they have solar farms all over the state. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's becoming, it's that's, I think that's to be honest. I mean, I'd love to, this idea of res- residential doing your own power thing. I mean, it's great if you could actually do it. I'm not sure that's the right way to do it. Collective collective farms where the maintenance is the same and we're, it, it's just not efficient to ha- for everybody to have their own solar panels, right? It just doesn't, like you don't have optimal conditions. You have to change them all the time with the sun. Why would you not just put in solar farms where all that stuff's managed centrally and then buy shares into it? Yep. That seems to make more sense to me. So self-sufficiency, not look, relying on the grid. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. <laughs> right. Like, that, that's why I no, would do right. it. Cause I'm like, right. when the grid shuts down, the power still goes out, you know, like, and then you would still have power out. But if I got yeah, a power well, wall with solar. Oh, this is what's great about OPPD, our power is they're really forward thinking. So 
they built some like they built a whole cold storage facility for natural gas when natural gas was cheap. And then they just packed it in. They're like, okay, I don't know. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna hedge the price on this thing. We're gonna, and they're they're doing all these alternative, it's just not one thing, right? They're doing these all these alternative uh, solutions for it. And they're just being kind of smart about it. And you, you kind of think like they're trying to figure out ways how to store this too. Like, how can we generate electrical energy that may not all get used and we could store it? How could the city have a battery? Like they're thinking about that, which is pretty cool. That is you pretty know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty cool. So we, I think we have one of the most forward thinking power companies here in the maybe the United States with OPPD. Uh, they do a nice job. So Marv, thanks for coming out tonight. Now I will kick you off. No, not really. Stay around for a few, a few <laughs> minutes if you can. Thanks for coming out tonight. Congratulations. Thanks, on thanks for having your, me. Your, your podcast cut over. Mike, congratulations on your new can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but your new Chevy Silverado. Yeah. Yep. Like a rock. Like like a rock. Yeah. So uh, uh, I don't think they're running those commercials. Anymore. Those were good old commercials. Like a rock. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Oh, America. America. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel every time I turn that engine on. I was like, whoa. Like, oh, oh yeah. it's got a, it's got, I might've gone Dodge. If I was going to do anything, I might've gone Dodge, but Dodge has really good insides. Their interiors are great. Well, their engines are great too. Yeah. Yeah. If you get it at me. So we are live every Thursday, 8 PM central nine Eastern. Love to have you come out here and join us. We've gotten a little long. If you've made it this far, Send me an email, Jim at the average guy, average guy.tv. I'll send you, I've got, I'll have some kind of prize for you. If you've made it this far, this not, not applicable to our live folks, but <laughs> if you're listening to this as a podcast, send me an email, Jim at say you got all the way. It doesn't to apply end. to our most dedicated fans. Just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. Just you it? losers who listen after the, uh... <laughs> uh, that was if you happen mistake. to fast forward and hit upon this at the he end. He realized how many uh, prizes he was going to have to give out as the chat was rolling by. Like, no, you're right. Yeah, they would they uh, would demand. They're kind of needy out there in the chat yeah. room. They, so, you know, they'd be like, where's my prize? So anyways, I actually don't have anything for you. But I'd love to know if you made it all the way to the end. We had Christian on two weeks ago. And, uh, and of course, Christian, you know, Maple Grove Partners. He talked a little bit about that. If you haven't listened to 524, go back and listen to it. It got Marv to buy a TV. It might get you uh, to buy one too, and that's okay. There, this is. I think this is a good time, Marv. I think you made a good call right now. I think is a good time. If you're getting into TVs, they're pretty inexpensive, relatively, relatively speaking. So, um, I go back if you haven't heard five twenty four. But secure, reliable, high speed hosting. MapleGrovePartners.com. If you need a plan, if you need to get hosted, does web and media hosting for as little as ten dollars a month. And uh, I just released. I think this is today. I think I just released the last Cyber Frontiers. Not the last one we'll ever do, but I mean oh. the most recent one. 065 or 65 for, for most people. Um, if you want to go out and listen to it, we kind of catch up on issues from 2021. And then he looks a little ahead to 2020. I'll record him again, I think March 17th or something like that, 16th or 17th. We're going to try and get Christian on a monthly cycle with podcasting and get Cyber Frontiers kind of back on the road. So if you unsubscribe to it or maybe you're listening and you're like what is this cyber frontiers well it's a pretty great podcast with christian and christian knows more than the three of us put together he's forgotten more than we know super smart kid well marv I, you might know as much as he does but definitely mike and i not a chance so 
uh, check it out, Cyber Frontiers, and just subscribe to it on whatever podcast app you download on. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. If you're listening live, stay around for a smidge of a post show. With that, we'll say goodbye.